Hey, 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 guys. What is shaking out there? What's going on in podcast land? What is doing? Hello, folks, peeps, males, females, in-betweens. You don't know. Um, him, hers, theirs, it's... I don't know what all the pronouns, pronouns are. I don't uh, claim to know. I don't want to know. Really, because... Well... Let me take that back. I don't want to say I don't want to know because I want to be included in this world. I want to be inclusive and I want to um, let me zoom this guy in a little bit. I don't even know if I'm set up correctly or not, but you know, I want to include everybody because that 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 is exactly what we should do in this world, right? We should include everybody and anybody and all of us should be uh, heard and valued and um, treated equally, you know, and that's, uh, that's what we're celebrating, <laughs> sort of, kind of, uh, this weekend, you know, it's 4th of July weekend, today's July the 3rd, tomorrow is the 4th, Independence Day, where we celebrate our independence from Britain, but, and I'm not going to make this into a big political fucking show, or whatever, but, just think about it. Are we all independent? Are we all included at this point in time? 76, 86, 96, you know, however many years later, 250 years fucking later, are we all included? Are we the United States of America? It's debatable. Really, it's debatable. Uh, what do we have up front there? We had Mountain the band Mountain, uh, the song Mississippi Queen, you know, because I'm getting ready to go out on the Mississippi, guys. The Mississippi River. River. Uh, what we got going on here? We got a couple different angles. We'll do this. I'll slide this forward. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit hard time getting to the display to change up angles and stuff, but yeah, that was a uh, Mountain, Mississippi Queen, if you know what I mean. And we're going to open a beer right now. So we're going to go and figure out what beer we are drinking. We'll go over here to untapped. So right now we're going to we're going to open this beer right here. You saw it in the front in the promo. V2K IPA from uh, Voody Ranger. Had not had it. Something new I saw today and I said, fuck it. Let's grab that motherfucker. And do a beer this time on the show. I don't think we did one last time. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've done a show, really. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, at least. And the, and the show before that was maybe almost three weeks. So I'm trying to get a couple more shows out here before I hit the river. Um, let's see what we got going on here. We'll go to here. We have the Voodoo Ranger V2K IPA from New Belgium Brewing Company. Um, where's New Belgium Brewing Company, you might ask? Well, let's take a look. We'll pop over to this next tab. It's in Fort Collins, Colorado, in the United States of America. It's a microbrewery. New Belgium Brewing is nationally distributed, uh, recognized as a leader in sustainability and social responsibility. It's founded in 1991 in Fort Collins, Colorado. The company expanded to Asheville, North Carolina in 2016 and Denver, Colorado in 2018. And it's now the fourth largest craft brewery in the United States. 
dedicated to providing that business can be a force for good. New Belgium is a certified B Corp, which I don't know what that means. Look it up. It was the first brewery to join 1% for the planet. The brewery has donated over $26 million to charitable causes since 1991. New Belgium is famous for its flagship beer, Fat Tire Amber Ale, which is the first beer I ever drank from those guys, along with year-round favorites like Booty Ranger IPA, La Folie Sour Brown Ale, which is fan phenomenal, fantastic, phenomenal, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, say about it, as well as an award-winning wood-aged sour program and innovative limited-release beers. To learn more about the full product line, go to New Belgium's uh, NewBelgium.com. Just go there. That'll show you what you need to know. <laughs> so right now, today we're going to drink the Voodoo Ranger V2K IPA. It's an American IPA, 6.9% ABVs. No IBUs are listed on this guy. It's got an average rating of 3.92. What does it say about it? It says, say goodbye to your semi-charmed life. And what's up to a bittersweet symphony of grapefruit and guava, perfectly in sync in this hazy IPA. So that's what we got here, buddy. Sorry, looking out the window. I've, uh, I've relo relocated my trailer out into the back of my parents' um, property. Their backyard, really. Call it property, but it's really just a backyard. <laughs> it's just a backyard of the house. And uh, relocated because up and coming in, uh, what's today? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're doing math here. Six days from now, a little bit less, hour-wise, I will be leaving on a jet plane to Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport in uh, Minnesota. So what we did was, a couple days ago, uh, just FYI, we moved the trailer from the front where it's been parked and I've been staying periodically in, out, wherever, in the, the front of the house. Now it is in the back of the house because um, I'm going to be gone for about three months. So parked in the back of the house. We're going to open this beer, guys. So being that I'm in the back of the house, I'm expecting that uh, one, one of the three dogs might come out into the backyard. My parents might come out to the backyard. Uh, my dad in particular might come out. And uh, I don't know if he closed up the shed out here. Yeah, the shed's closed up, so probably not coming out to close the shed, but here you go, guys. Foodie Ranger V2K IPA. That's not bad. I mean, I definitely take the take, taste the grapefruit and guava in there. It's... It's really the Booty Ranger, which I guess is, is is the whole point of the whole series, right? It's the Booty Ranger base, and they just kind of tweak it a little bit. They add a little more uh, sugars for some alcohol. They add a little more flavors, a different hop, what have you. So they do a whole Voodoo Ranger series of about four to five to six. I don't know, maybe seven now. Fucking, I don't, I don't know how many fucking beers are in the Voodoo Ranger series, but they do quite a few of them. This one's all right. I mean... I put it in the fridge right before I got uh, everything set up. It took me goddamn 30 minutes to set everything up, again, as usual. Um, I was supposed to have another angle, actually, over here to do another phone, but I couldn't get that phone to connect to my switcher, so I've got my computer uh, connected over here for a screen share. Um, I've got my uh, 12 Pro 
hooked up right here in the front. And then I've got, boom, 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 boom. I've got my upward angle here on the iPad uh, Pro. So that's what we got going on. I like this beer. I think it could be a little bit colder and I'd like to, to feel it kind of warm and, and change directions as it goes. But right now, as it stands, five, maybe uh, eight degrees cooler than what, or warmer than what I'd like to have it. But I can definitely get the grapefruit and the mango in there for sure. I mean, uh, grapefruit and guava. The guava is probably more up front than the grapefruit. And um, it's good. I like it. I'd probably give it a 3.5 on the scale. So what are we doing tonight, folks? Well, I figured I would do just a tiny show and uh, just, just to discuss what's been going on here lately. There's really something big that has gone on, but I, I, I really, it's kind of similar to something I had going on last year, last February, February of 2020. Matter of fact, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I've talked about it a few times on a couple of different shows. I've told you that eventually I would talk about it. I would do a show about it. I'm still not ready to do a show about it. This next thing that I'm referencing to kind of coincides with that story. And I want to do a story on both of them now. So I want to do a full show and description of what I'm talking about. You're just going to wait and see. I can't really discuss at the moment, but... Now I have even more to add to the story, and that's going to be a good show once I eventually get it going and, and, and approve myself to do it, because I, just, I, just don't get, I don't think it's a prudent time to be doing it at the moment. So let me see if I can zoom in just a tad. I don't want to really take my name out of the shot here, but I feel like I could just get a tad bit closer, you know. I'll keep the symbol right there, the Air Force symbol. Um... Yeah, so, so I want to do that show that's, that's upcoming. I will probably do that maybe once I get back off of the uh, Mississippi. But I just want to do a show tonight just to kind of explain a couple things, what's going on, where I'm going, what's coming up, what's going to happen while I'm gone. I parked the, uh, the trailer here in the backyard. Um, I've had this uh, a couple days ago. I had Richard Mallet over here to take a look at the trailer. First time he's been in here, and I, we walked in here. It was like 1230 a fucking night. You know, should not be hot in here whatsoever. I had it on uh, low cool. There's two different modes, or actually, there's five different modes in this trailer. There's a a low fan, a medium fan, a high fan. Then there's a low cool, and there's a high cool. Well, a few days prior to then today, it was on a low a low uh, fan. Had a couple windows open, just trying to keep it keep the airflow going in here. I wasn't satisfied with the with the temperature and I think I might have talked about the AC here in, in the previous episode or one or two episodes back I'm not sure so I turned it to low cool because I thought it was just you know not the right temperature for me two days ago I come in here at midnight 1230ish with mr. Richard mallet uh, he had walked home with me from his place over in Iron Gate uh, never seen the trailer, so he wanted to come over and see the trailer and hang out for a few. For a few, So, open up the door, come in. It's on low cool. Fucking, and, I, and we, we had just walked almost three miles to get over here. And it's humid and all this kind of stuff. So we're sweating a little bit, but god damn, we walk in here, you think it's going to be cool. It's going to be cold. 
I got a little cool. It's been closed up. The windows are closed. It's fucking, you know, 130 or 50 square, square feet in here. So you figure it's going to have some cool air. Not the case. I'm, I'm wiping my face. I can see uh, Richard's shirt is, you know, sweaty just all down the front. Uh, we're both sweating and perspiring, but we hung out on the couch here for a little bit and, uh, and had some good conversation and talked about a few things and gave him a tour of the trailer, what have you. Well, that night, before I exited the trailer and, and walked Mr. Richard Malik, uh, the Roastmaster General there at Coast, Coastal Coffee Roasters, before I walked him out of the trailer um, and, and sent him on his way to, to beat feedback to his abode, I turned the, uh, the AC up to high cool. So the max cooling you can get in this trailer, 100% all the way up, AC plugged in, all the windows were closed, a couple of the shades were down, we're not getting any you know, immense heat inside. Matter of fact, the temperatures here are pretty mild, you know, the, the high 80s uh, for this time of year. So I expect to come out here today and just be an icebox in here, right? Not the case. The on high cool, it felt just like if I was to have it on a high fan. No cooling, no condensing, no fucking icing, no going on of what's supposed to be happening with a fucking air conditioner. So, AC shot, which is fine. That's good. I'm getting ready to be gone for the next three months. By the time I come back, it's going to be cool enough where I don't even need the AC, but it's going to cost me about a grand. And about 30 minutes worth of time to replace the AC. So that's what that's what's coming up here in October when I get back. That will be one of the first things I do. I'm going to buy two lithium Battleborn batteries to be my power source for the next time I hit the road. Um, I think I've already worn out or, or discharged, overly discharged these um, lead acid batteries that were put on here originally, the two of them, 12 volt each. So when I get back in October, I'm going to drop those two batteries. I'm going to drop two lithium-ion batteries in here and uh, Battleborn batteries out of Reno and Nevada. And then I'm going to replace the AC with another 13,500 uh, BTU AC. I might even put a 15,000 BTU in here. I'm not quite sure yet, um, just to, to make sure I'm on the safe side, especially if I'm going to be doing... Uh, when I leave here, I'm going back west, so I'm going to be doing some boondocking out in Arizona, Nevada, California areas. And if, you, if you've noticed, you've been paying attention this year, right? The temperature is a fucking record-breaking. Arizona, fucking um, Oregon, Washington, California, uh, Death Valley, which is in California. Oh, I got a burp. It's not coming out. Uh, Canada. Everybody's fucking breaking heat records. Uh, this year. It's only going to be hotter next year, so I might drop a 15 BTU, 15,000 BTU AC in here just to make sure I'm I'm good when I go back out to the West Coast and I start boondocking in the spring, summer, out in some of these uh, desert areas. Um, I'll have my generator and you know, make sure I can generate some, some fucking coolness if I need to, right? Man, you know what I... God damn it. I should have gone live today, right? Fuck. Why am I saying right all the time? I should have gone live. I keep forgetting to do that. But that's okay. What do I got coming up? Well, this Wednesday, 
And that's what I want to do a show. I want to promote a couple things coming up and just talk about what's what's upcoming because I might might not get to talk about when I have a guest on here. It might be uh, skipped or overlooked or whatever. But so coming up this Wednesday, I'm not sure what the time is yet. Doesn't matter. You won't see it until late Wednesday night or maybe early Thursday morning. But I have a gentleman named Mr. Chris Skipper. Let's see if I can pull his uh, pull some info up on Mr. Chris. Mr. Skipper here. Um, good friend of mine. Used to be a bartender here at Homegrown Brew House, along with you know a lot of us. A lot of us has been have been bartenders out there. I was going to tell a little bit of story about uh, Homegrown, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I might talk about it on Wednesday when I have Mr. Skipper on here, but I don't feel like bringing it up today. So if we go to Chris Skipper right there, go to that one, and then let's see if we can do a different page here. But Mr. Chris, man, I think it's called Skip. I don't know what the fuck his name of his page is. We're going to talk about it when he comes on Wednesday. I thought it was called Skipping the Fitness, but I guess it's not. So, <laughs> if you go to his page, which I'm at now, be young, be dope, be proud, Chris Skipper. It was his birthday back in February, I guess. What is his page? Let's see if I can go to about right here. He is now... This must not be the right fucking page for him, man. God damn. Let's see. Chris Skipper, maybe this is the page right here. There we go. New account. Certified exercise nutrition coach preparing for a bodybuilding competition in 2022. Let's see if I can pull this up here. So... This is Mr. Chris Skipper right here. Um, dramatic, dramatic transformation. And we're going to talk about that on Wednesday. Let's see if we can view the profile picture here. So, let's see if we can expand this. This is Mr. Skipper at the moment. I don't know if it's at the moment. It might have been a, a month ago, two months ago, whatever. Let's see, this is some transformation, and we're going to discuss all this on Wednesday, but him before at 300 plus something pounds, him after at 200 something pounds, um, even more toned up than he is here, he is trying to get, uh, you know, some skin, uh, skin tuck type stuff going on, so he's got a little fundraiser going on, but that's who we're going to talk to on on Wednesday. So Chris is coming on. He's not going to be here in the studio. He's actually up in Virginia. We're going to do, you know, we're going to dial him in. We'll get him up on the on the on the split screen or whatever. But we're going to talk about his weight loss journey. We're going to talk about his time here in Somerville, uh, time that we knew each other. You know, we'll reminisce about some things there. We'll talk about homegrown brew house, maybe in and of itself. Um, we'll talk about the fact that. Uh, 
Yeah, we've got a bunch of friends in common, so we'll talk about everything uh, more important, most important, fuck, more importantly, most importantly, I guess, we're going to talk about his uh, weight loss journey and, uh, you know, everything that's entailed with that, everything that goes along with a giant, a ginormous weight loss, you know, what goes along with that? Well, you got, uh, you got feelings to go along with it. You got mental health, you got, uh, you got friends and family, you got relationships to go along with that. You have, uh, moves to go along with that. You have, um, Uh, job opportunities, you have education, you have all kinds of stuff that goes along with this thing. It's not just losing weight. There's a whole realm of stuff that encompasses doing something like this, whether it be positive, whether it be negative, whether it be in between. We're going to sit down and talk to, to Chris. Uh, just listen to him on another podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast. I'll have to see if I can pull it up and I'll, I'll, I'll tag them in the post maybe on Instagram in the show notes. But a uh, very good interview. They did a fantastic job. I loved the podcast. It was very, very good. And I said to myself, as soon as I saw it, man, I need to sit down and talk to Chris as well. So we're going to do that. We're going to ask him some uh, some different questions and, and try and get deep inside his head and see what has been going on with Chris. It's been a long time since he and I have talked. We've, uh, we've had some ups and downs, some back and forths, uh, some disagreements, some agreements. Um, I like to think that I'm a little bit integral in, in, in his journey that he has gone on and that he continues to go on, that he's going to fucking crush, that he's already crushed, but he's going to continue to, to crush it. So sitting down talking to Chris, I'm excited about it, and we'll get it out uh, shortly thereafter. But what else are we going to talk about? <clears throat> Man, I was up at uh, <laughs> I was up at Dog and Duck uh, the night uh, last night 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 before night before I think it was yeah it's the same night uh, that I that I met Richard so I'm sitting there at the bar I'm watching some uh, some golf I'm watching some no I'm not watching golf I think I was watching a hockey and some soccer or some football whatever you want to call it I'm sitting there and uh, I'm drinking a beer I think I had a, a Salisbury steak I think is what I had there. I'm just hanging out, listening to some shows on my on my on my earphone as I always do, some podcasts, news, whatever, entertainment. Uh, the couple next to me, guy and a girl, they were having a good time. They seemed like they'd been there for quite a while. They that they were drinking and just being merry and having fun. The bartender came up to me, Lauren, and said, "Hey, uh, are you okay with these guys buying you a shot?" And I said, "Well." Normally, I don't accept shots. I really, I'm really not a shot guy. I'm not here to get drunk and just pound drinks all day and just get stupid. But I did not drive up there that day. Uh, I was walking, trying to get into some walking training for this Mississippi River trip. We'll talk about that as well. And I said, "Fuck it, I'll do a shot." And she said, "What do you want?" I said, "I'll take a Jameson." Well, actually, she knew I wanted a Jameson. She said, "Do you want a Jameson shot?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll do Jameson." I'm not sure what they did. It was a, a fruity kind of foo foo drink, you know. Not a hardcore, uh, you know, uh, bite you uh, shot. You know, nice, easy. Ooh, that's, oh, that's great. That tasted wonderful. Oh, it was so sweet. And, oh, a little tartness at the end. Oh, it's a great shot. Oh, you're taking a fucking shot. Mean it, you know. Fucking pound down a goddamn rum shot or tequila or fucking whiskey or a goddamn uh, um, Goldschlager, whatever. 
get something that's going to make you go, Ooh, and you got to fucking, you know, take a couple sips of beer to kind of cool that shit down. That's what a shot's for. A shot is supposed to be rough. It's supposed to be straight up. Not, uh, not you know, watered down, filtered, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> so they, they offered me, they bought me a shot. And a few other people, you know, around the vicinity there. So down my shot, you know, we, we cheers, whatever, down the shot. And uh, I think I was drinking an IPA from uh, some brewery or another. And thanked them, all that good stuff. A little while later, after they had many more drinks after that, the uh, the girl comes over. I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> kind of just up on the bar, you know, watching my, uh, my phone or whatever in front of me. I got my earbud in. She comes over, taps me on the shoulder, kind of bumps into me, really, on my shoulder. Uh, definitely inebriated. Throws the bill down in front of me and says, hey, I need some help with the tip. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought you were with somebody, but <laughs> she said, I didn't say that, but she meant the tip on the bill is what she meant. <laughs> so I, uh, I look at the bill. It was, what was the bill? It wasn't that much. So I, I think they had paid out once and maybe restarted the bill. Uh, for a new bartender, I think is what must have happened because it looked like they had way more than what the bill was. Because when I calculated it, I think it was uh, sixteen something, and I said, "Well, if you're going to give twenty percent, then I would put down thirty-five bucks. That's a little bit over thirty, you know, a little bit over twenty percent, thirty-five dollars. That'll square you." Um, so that's the way I would calculate, it. and that's just off the top of my head. I mean, simple math on a bill. Most people can't uh, can't do what the tip is off their head. They got to pull up a tip a tip calculator and pull up their calculator and all this kind of bullshit. It's really simple. I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's just math. And I said 35 bucks. That's 20 percent, a little bit over. That's a good starting point if you want to tip 20 percent or better. I don't know what you want to tip, so that's where I would start. She says okay. She goes down. I see her draw a line, which is a one. And then I see a zero, zero, a point, and a zero, zero. She writes in a hundred bucks. <laughs> I said, okay, that's good. And she said, can you total that for me? And I said, yeah, okay. So that's uh, $116 and whatever cents it was. So they ended up tipping a hundred dollars on, on a, on a $16 tip. And they left. I don't know where they went. I should have maybe checked. I don't know. Am I the police? Am I supposed to fucking take care of everybody out there uh, no and that's <laughs> that's a story for another day and that's the two-part story that I want to tell eventually on this show and I think it's going to be interesting I think it's going to be a very telling show and I think it's going to be very helpful for a lot of people out there but I just don't feel it's the right time to tell that story yet I don't know where they went I don't know if they got a cab if they got an uber if they walked home if they had some friends that picked them up I don't know where they went I hope they're okay I don't want anything bad to happen to them. They bought me a drink. I helped them calculate the tip. We were kind of in unity. We had a good time. We were hanging out, even though we didn't talk that much. So I just thought that was a funny story. You know, she asked me to help her out the tip and just did triple the amount of what I told her in tips. So I'm like, why did you need my help? I guess she just needed to know what the starting point was. But God damn it. I got a hole in my lip. The... 
a few nights before that, I was up at Applebee's, and I'm not going to make this a long story, but a similar type of guy. There was a guy up there. I walked in. I had a Spartan shirt on, as I normally do. Uh, uh, black gentleman at the other side of the bar, a few seats away from me. I uh, said, Aru, 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 you know, knowing what the Spartan uh, mantra was and, you know, from the movie 300 and whatever. We talked across the bar a little bit about the movie 300 and about the Spartans and how resilient they were and how brave they were and how tough they were and things like that. I uh, come to find out the guy's a veteran. I'm a veteran. He's not retired, but I am retired. Well, he might have been medically retired or something. I don't know. But he only did a few years in the, uh, in the Army. Of course, I'm retired from the Air Force. Uh, we exchange, you know, some, here's my retired card, here's my VFW card, here's my VA card, whatever. So we, we showed off some different stuff as far as veterans go. He was um, in Intel. Uh, he did a lot of parachuting. He considered himself a jump master, which he uh, reiterated uh, numerous times. I'm a fucking jump master. Do you know what a, do you know what a jump master is? Do you have any idea what a jump master is? Blah, blah, blah. So he went on and on about being a jump master. Good for him. He's not a jump master anymore. But I understand what he's saying. You know, once a Marine, always a Marine. Once an Airman, always an Airman type thing. Once a jump master, I guess you're always a jump master. But I, I don't think that's the way it works. I think you have to maintain your certifications and your jumps to do all that stuff. So he's not currently a jump master. But he considered himself a jump master. I am no longer a physical therapist therapy technician I don't practice physical therapy anymore so I don't go around saying I'm a phys physical therapy tech but I didn't maintain that <laughs> as I went forward and he did not either so I'm sorry you're not a jump master anymore um, same thing with this guy I mean this guy just throwing money around he said he didn't have a job I guess he's got some disability um, he may have a, a, a medical retirement I don't know what his money situation is could be selling drugs you know hookers on the side i don't fucking know but he was bragging about how he had the whole bar locked down one night you know from this seat all the way over to this seat and i i must have spent twelve hundred dollars i bought everybody's meal and everybody's drank and then while we're in there he bought uh, my three beers that i drank while i was sitting there with him um at one point i mean guys super inebriated very drunk um and just got very loud said uh you know, turned around and started talking to this table, started talking to this table. We're at the bar, but he's talking to all these bar tables. And all of a sudden, he just says, you know what? And he, he's talking to the bartender, which I think her name was Jessica that night. I'm going to buy, I'm going I'm to buy their meal, I'm going to buy their meal, I'm going to buy, I'm buying everybody's fucking meal in here, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Put $5 on their table, put $5 on this table, put $5 on this table. Every table, put $5 on, on, down on that table. So he's wanting to buy everybody drinks, being very loud. A lot of the customers are, you know, uh, not digging it. Um, a couple comes in and sits at the bar. How you guys doing? I don't I don't know you guys at all, but their dinner's on me. And the people are like, no, no, that's okay. We can buy our own meal. I appreciate it, but uh, you don't need to pay for us. We're, we're doing well. We're doing fine. So he was trying to buy everybody's, I don't know what. You know, he definitely has some sort of mental PTSD or something going on. Um, I feel like he just had this desire and need to, to, to make everybody happier, to make everybody think he was more than what he was. Maybe he wasn't satisfied with, 
with what he became or what he is or what he did or what he's done and was just trying to, I think, just buy everybody's approval is what it felt like to me. Nice enough guy. We had a great conversation for the most part. Uh, there was a couple times he got a little intense. He actually eventually moved down and sat right next to me in the seat right next to me and started talking to me. I knew it was times where he would be saying something. I'd be, you know, kind of roaming the, the bar or, or looking at the bartender. I'm looking at the TV, you know, multiple. There's uh, seven TVs that were flanking us at the moment. Eight, uh, actually nine or ten TVs, if I counted all of them. So I'd scan the TVs. He's talking to me, and he'd say, look at me. Look at me. And, like, really forcefully wanting me to look at him while he was talking to me. Um and really getting what I'm saying, I don't know. I felt it a little weird. There was two or three times where he was like, look at me. Like, if you don't look at me, I'm going to fucking, you know, punch you in the face or uh, something's going to happen. Like, you need to look at me when I'm talking to you. I mean, it was kind of a little strange. I didn't feel for my life or anything. But eventually, you know, I, I could see the manager over here watching the bartenders whisper to me, you know, mouth to me a couple times, are you okay? Um... I don't have a problem with it. I'm not threatened by anybody. Nobody's going to harm me. I can pretty much have a conversation and get through anything I need to get through mentally, physically. Hence, doing the Mississippi River here for 90 days in a canoe with three other people. Eventually, the bartender came up to him. I mean, the bartender, the manager came up to him and said, Look, guy, you need to you know, just tone it down a little bit. You know, he was trying to be real cordial, real nice. Just, you know, chill out, man. Just calm down a little bit. Nobody's, you know, you're being a little loud. Nobody wants to, nobody wants you involved with your dinner. Just leave people alone. Let's focus here on the bar. Uh, let me buy you a drink. So he gets him another drink. He asked him how he's getting home. He's already told me a couple times about his little moped that he's got, his little green moped he's got sitting out in the parking lot. And I'm like, man, you don't need to be driving that anywhere. And he didn't. Uh, the bartender came up to him, made, made uh, God damn it, the manager came up and, and made him give him his keys and said, look, you need to get a ride home. I can call you a ride. If you need a ride, I'll get you a ride. And, uh, you know, this gentleman got on the phone and called somebody to come get him. So he had somebody pick him up. But what I felt like was, you know, this guy had PTSD. And I, I think I'm not going to get into a whole big discussion on that, but it just really made me sit back and kind of contemplate and think how many people out there, you know, are walking the streets that really have some serious PTSD. It doesn't have to be from a fucking IED or a bomb going off right in front of you or, or, or an airstrike while you're deployed somewhere. It could be just something traumatic that happened while you were on active duty. It, it could be at a base right here at Charleston Air Force Base. It could be something that happened to you on uh, on your beat as a security forces guy, or it could be, you know, this guy's uh, apparently a jump master, you know, something on a jump that happened to you. There's all kind of things that could trigger some post-traumatic stress for you, especially in the military. And in a lot of other dangerous jobs are out there, you know, whether it be... Uh, uh, out there crabbing, you know, in Alaska, or whether it be in the coal mines, or whether it be a uh, police officer, or fire department, or the military, whatever, there's all kind of traumatic experiences that we can have 
that we might need to we might need to talk to somebody about. We might need to get some help with. And the VA does a fantastic job with mental health, I believe. So I really want to talk more with him and, and maybe see if I could ask him or, or inform him that, look, man, you might want to talk to somebody about some of your experiences because it seems like you've got some dramatic uh, stress going on. Uh, he would even cry, almost start crying at times with some of the things he was talking about. And uh, we talked a lot about race and some, some things like that. But I just, I hope that dude's doing okay. Um, I'm sure he got home okay. He seems like he's up there quite often. He's a, he's a very friendly guy. He likes to be social and engage and needs that connection, which I think he's missing from the military. But I hope he's okay. I didn't even get his name. So I don't know. Aru, 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 buddy. I hope you're doing fine. I don't even know what this show was supposed to be about. I really was just going to tell you I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to Chris Skipper here on Wednesday. I wanted to uh, to bring up a couple of those stories that I just did. It's hot as balls in here because this AC is not working at all. I'm going to have to get a new AC when I come back. My parents are going to keep the trailer. They're, they're boarding the dog for me, uh, Leia. She was out here earlier. She was in the trailer while I was setting up, and then she decided she didn't want to be out here anymore, so she went back in the house. And my older brother, Bruce, is going to take my kayak and, and a couple of my paddles while I'm gone, so hopefully he'll get some use out of that. What else? Gordon and I may still use that kayak one more time and, and do a paddle this week before I take off. I've got to uh, uh, go get my blood work done on Tuesday for my polycythemia and then Thursday, the day before I leave, I'm going to get one last lobotomy to kind of get my my levels really low before I go out there and hit the river for three months because I don't think I'm going to be able to get my monthly treatment that I need to get. So it's going to be three months worth of uh, out there uh, just kind of struggling through it. So that's going to be interesting. I will fly out on Friday, on the 9th of July. I'm going to stay at a hotel there, Hampton Inn. I just upgraded my my room to a studio suite, as a matter of fact. I figured, why not go out in style before I go out and live in the suck for 90 days? Uh, I'll be right there outside of the uh, Mall of America, there in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. There is a huge UFC event with uh, McGregor and Poirier coming up on July 10th, which is Saturday, you know, the day after I arrive. Mall of America has a bunch of sports bars and some t pubs and some taverns, whatever. I'm hoping somebody's going to have the UFC there for free. I can see the fights. Um, that Sunday I'll hang out, and then that Monday, the Warrior Expeditions crew will pick me up and pick all of us up, all four of us. We're going to meet them all at the, at the airport. They're going to pick us up in a big cargo van and drive us out to Lake Atasca or a campground there right at the headwaters. Uh, we'll stay the night. The next day we're going to get up. Well, that's, that day is the 12th is going to be like a meet and greet. Well, you know, all four of us will meet. We'll meet the team, um, equipment crew, whatever. Everybody out there that's, that's going to be helping us shove off. The next day on the 13th of July, we will do an orientation and uh, unpack our gear, you know, get used to the kayak, or the canoe, I'm sorry, 
uh, the tents, you know, probably set up everything, pull up all the gear, make sure it's functional, uh, it's not damaged, not ripped, not fucking torn, you know, whatever. We'll uh, try on a, a pair of shoes that they're going to give us, some, some mud boots, and we'll get orientated and familiar with all the gear. The next day, the 14th of July, is when we're actually going to shove off. So, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, we'll shove off and see where it goes, you know. It's going to be interesting. Been watching a lot of videos. I've been doing some kayaking, of course, myself, getting out on the water, just getting some time on the water. I've been doing a lot of walking around town right now because there's going to be a lot of portages up front. I don't know, seven or eight different portages that we have to actually go around these old dams that were installed on the river uh, way back when that you can't actually, you know, paddle through. You have to actually get out and go around them. So I think there's seven to eight of those. I'm not actually sure off the top of my head, but a lot of walking, a lot of dragging your canoe uphill, your gear, all this, uh, you know, 100 pounds worth of gear easily. Up and down hills, rocks, steps, down city streets, uh, yards, miles at sometimes. So I've been doing a lot of walking, trying to just get get my body ready to, to, to have time on my feet and, uh, of course, time in the boat kayaking. We'll shove off, man, and it's uh, we're going to get through those uh, the first four days or so. The crew is going to stay with us. Uh, we'll break off from them, and then we're going to start down the river. We'll hit our first lock, and we got we got 27 locking dams to go through, so that's going to be interesting. Just man, it's going to be so exciting, and I'm going to try and document every any and every and all pieces of it that I can. Like I've said before, I'll do it on Instagram Live. I'll do it on Facebook Live. I'll do I'll do my switcher and do some shows live. I'm going to try and interview uh, all three of the, the members that are going with me and get their backstory and just try and do some pieces for Warrior Expeditions. I got to think that maybe at the headwaters, maybe at the end, maybe somewhere in between in some of these cities, that some of the news outlets are going to want to talk to us and do some interviews and, and document our journey. So all kind of media, all kind of pictures, all kind of videos, man. Tons of stuff. It's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be overkill. You're going to get tired of seeing it. But there it is. I don't think there was anything else I was going to cover. So I'm going to finish this beer. I'm going to get out of this hot trailer. I'm going to get back in the house. I don't even know what time it is. 8.45. I told my dad we were going to watch a movie together on uh, Amazon Prime. So we're going to do that. All right, peeps, I guess what that means is, <laughs> what that means is, what that means is, is we'll talk to you soon, guys, girls, pals, folks, everybody, talk to you soon.